far few bigger names, Bix, in Australian sport than our next guest. He is Shane Warne, and there's a new film called Shane. There is always a human cost in the pursuit of greatness. You have to make sacrifices to be an international sportsman, and to be the best, you've got to be selfish. Cricket was always my number one priority. That doesn't mean I didn't value my family, but they were second. This is a player that transcended his sport, and that's why people were so fascinated by him. So you can imagine the staircase of, of fame and adulation and the staircase of scandal that, that followed it. Lots of happy memories, lots of sad memories. We only ever saw him as dad. So I can appreciate those sacrifices he made when we were younger for him to be shame one who he is today. It is a cracking film. It screens exclusively on Amazon Prime as of tomorrow. He joins us. Warning, congratulations on the film. No, thanks very much, guys. How are we? Yeah, very well, thanks, Shane. Hey, tell us first of all, um, why the documentary? Why now? And uh, how did it come about? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, look, it's a good question. Um, I, I've been offered to do this a few times, mm. and I've never really thought it was the right time. Uh, a few years ago, when the pandemic hit, uh, I started to sit around with my kids, and as we know, Melbourne's been the most locked down city in the world. Um, there was we were started talking about lots of different things. You know, obviously I started way back in 1989 and the, the kids were nowhere around then. They wanted to know about the early days. They wanted to know about the cricket and what made me tick and blah, blah et cetera, et cetera. So we decided to say yes to the, an offer we had to do this. And um, they were going to follow me around everywhere, like in commentary box, in IPL in India, in Vegas playing poker, in Sky commentating Fox over the summer. They were going to do all of that. Um, but because of the pandemic, we couldn't do that. So it sort of turned out to be something a little bit different to what the original pitch was. But I think uh, the feedback I've had so far from the doco has been pretty good. Yeah, look, I'll agree with that as well. If you're a sporting fan, you'll love it. I, I think one of the more difficult situations you would have had wasn't so much what to put in, it's, it's what to leave out because it, you've yeah. just done so much over that journey. No, thank you, mate. Look, I was very lucky. Uh, I'm very thankful for the opportunity uh, that I had to play cricket for Australia for such a long period of time and experience so much with that. Um, cricket's obviously the second biggest sport in the world. It's a global sport, and it took me to places and meeting people and having so many life experiences that were great, which I experienced with my children as well. Um, so, yeah, look, it's been fantastic. I've had lots of highs. I've made plenty of mistakes along that journey as well. I'll make plenty more. <laughs> um, and I've also, you know, there's been a few lows there too, mm. which, you know, from the age of, you know, 19, 18, 19 when I started to when I finished at 44, um, you know, it was a long time in the spotlight, I suppose, being in the public domain for such a long period of time. Um you know, and trying to learn on the way. There's no school you go to to how do you handle this. You just got to try and be yourself. And I, I think I've, I've, I've never ever tried to be something I'm not. I've always been true to myself, and I think that's really important. Hmm. I think people get in trouble as an athlete when they pretend they're something that they're not. Um, and I look, that's, uh, there were some things in the documentary that were tough to talk about, and some of them that people might not forget is that. You know, they were 30 years ago, mm. a long time ago. Some were 25, a long, long time ago. So, you know, I'm a different person I am now than what I was back in 
you know, 1989 when I started. Yeah, one of the things I took out of it is if someone had asked me to use three words to describe Shane Warne prior to watching the documentary, I would have said things like flamboyant and gifted and talented or skillful along those lines. But after I finished it, it was more about the tenacity and the drive and the mental toughness. Those times when you were low, you still were able to find a way to produce, and, and that's what I took most out of the documentary. No, thanks, Mark. It was... um. Yeah, look, I don't think I was. Ne- I've never been given anything easy. I've always had to work for absolutely everything I've I've achieved, and I like it that way. I think when people have too much success in whatever it be, whether it be business, whether it be sport, straight away, I think they've got nothing to fall back on. There's no real foundation or appreciation for how difficult it actually is. And you know, I really struggled uh, playing international cricket at the start, but I had a taste of it, and it was like right. And I think I was 21 years of age at that stage, or 22, and I thought that's what I want to do in life. And, you know, not many people, everyone has a dream of what they want to do. Mine was to play AFL footy, but I wasn't good enough. And being told that in 1988, it was mm. tough to, to be told that. So once I had a taste, you know, from finishing up at St Kilda Footy Club to playing national cricket, it was a space of about two years. And I'd only played a couple of games. And so I didn't really understand how cricket worked. You know, I, I knew some basic stuff about cricket and something I found myself playing for Australia. I had to introduce myself to half the team. Um, I had never played against my... I was pretending I was them in the backyard the summer before. Um, and I found myself sharing a dressing room, about to walk out on the Sydney cricket ground and play with them. So it was really tough. And once, But once I had a taste, I thought, right, that's it. How do I become the best player I can possibly be? And then it was just a matter of fitness, bowling, batting, catching, everything about the game of cricket, understanding the history of the game. And I, it sort of found me. Uh, as much as I, you know, I played a bit of cricket, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that was, you know, it's a dream to get the baggy green cap. And that's no disrespect to the baggy green cap. I, I wanted to play footy. So, you know, once I've had that taste of cricket, though, I, you know, I was in. I was all in. You know, I had a passion for the game. I loved the game. And um, it's been my life for 30-odd years. You know what I noticed, Shane, watching the film too, is you know how much the Australian public loves you, but you've got so many mates in the industry. When Sachin Tendulkar appears, Kevin Peterson, then the likes of Ed Sheeran and Chris Martin from Coldplay, to even get Simone, and that was the thing for me, your ex-wife comes on and talks about a really difficult... I think that says a lot about your relationships with people. Yeah, look, I, I've... I'm just me, you know, I'm completely honest. I'm always honest. I'm always up front. Um, I, I, I don't really have any many dislike people. Everyone I've been involved in with whatever that be, whether it be teammates, whether it be uh, ex-teammates or people I played against, um, relationships. I'm always, I'm still friends with everyone. So I, you know, she was, you know, it was a tough time in our life that when anyone had to do it so publicly to go through a divorce is never easy. Um, and that, you know, we made sure that our kids were our number one priority when we're going through that divorce. And, uh, it all worked out well. I've got a great relationship with my kids. We spend so much time together and it's out of respect. So yeah, look, I've been very, very lucky to meet so many wonderful people. Um, I met Chris Martin, who's one of my best friends. We met in a lift. Mm. Um, I think it was 99 or 2000 over, you know, over 20 years ago. And we remained friends for, for, for that journey we speak all the time we keep in touch he's dragged me up on stage a couple of times which is pretty cool <laughs> uh, but daunting as well um, but it was fun 
Hey, um, you mentioned about the Gatting Ball. Of course, everyone remembers that. You, you said how it changed your life. You then went on, and uh, I'm not sure if this is just dumb humility or what, but you reckon that ball was a fluke. That was your words. Surely <laughs> that's not a fluke. No, well, I never did it again. So, I, uh, you know, I never ever bowled anything like that to get a wicket with my first ball. I just never did it again. Um, that, so I, I suppose, as Richie Benno, he said, it's the perfect leg break. Mm. And we all dream about bowling the perfect leg break. So I suppose for me, at 22, 23 years of age, going to my first ever Ashes series, uh, about to bowl my first ever ball to a terrific player in Mike Gatting, to do it was a fluke. It was. But mm. I know I bowled the perfect leg break um, with my first ball. Yeah. And it was, I suppose, one of those moments where people say, I remember where I was when that happened. Um, people have rated it as the greatest ever Ashes moment. So, look, it's, it did change my life. Um in many ways for the better, but also introduced me to the off-field, um, I suppose, uh, in the spotlight because, you know, being followed all the time, the paparazzi always wanting to know what's going on, and that led to different parts, you know, that I, I just wanted to play cricket. Mm. And, um, you know, obviously that affected me in lots of different ways too. There was, there was also lots of great footage. There's you with Michael Jordan and Sylvester Stallone and then movie stars <laughs> and royalty. Do you ever pinch yourself and think, gee whiz, how did, how did this happen? <laughs> I, you know, when you're playing, as you'll know, you don't really look back. You just try to, you know, win the premiership mm. or win the, whatever the game is that you're playing or win the series. And um, I suppose now, I think like everybody, in the pandemic we've all sort of sat back and reflected on where we are in life, what we want to achieve, um, and we look back at what we've done, uh, what we want to do differently, what we want to do better, or and uh, how we want to live our life. So I think in the last two years, it's probably the first time I've sat back and reflected on everything that I was able to achieve, both as a, an Australian cricketer with the team and also from an individual point of view and some of the opportunities that I've had to meet and the people I've met. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a fantastic ride and a great journey, mm. and I've still got a long way to go, hopefully. Yep, I'm sure you have. Uh, just uh, as we get towards the end of this interview, I really enjoyed the little piece around the, the Rajasthan Royals, the first year of the IPL. You captain yep. coached it. Uh, I had no idea uh, the, the surroundings around, you know, the, a lot of low-profile youngsters, uh, a couple of guys you gave an opportunity to, and you went the whole way. Yeah, that was a, an amazing experience. Look, when I, once I retired in 2007 from international cricket, that was it. I, I, I wasn't playing any more cricket. I was done. Um, but then within the space of about 12 to 18 months, there's uh, the IPL came up mm. and um, the Indian Premier League. And it suddenly suddenly this, this pitch came about owners and players going into auctions and franchise cricket and playing in India, this T20 format. And uh, when I got the call, how would you like to be captain coach and run a cricket team the way you've always wanted to run it? Uh, that sort of appealed to me, and that's the only reason I came out of retirement. And to do that with the team we had, we were the less, you know, no one gave us a chance. We had unknown cricketers. We had one guy who won a TV program. Uh, <laughs> and he was in our squad. He hadn't played any first-class cricket. He was 17. Uh, we had these young kids that no one gave us. You know, just no one thought we'd ever have a chance, and there's a couple of us has been. So to then, you know, and get beaten in the first game, like badly beaten, to turn that around with the team that we had to go on and win it in the first ever year, 
um, I suppose, was a pretty remarkable achievement mm. and something I'm really proud of. And, um, you know, it's something I look back with very fond memories. Warnie, the film is great. We'd urge everyone to look on Amazon Prime. It screens exclusively as of tomorrow. Last question. We're having this debate in the office. We're wondering if there's any creative control on the film. Bix thinks there's no way you were kicking left foot bananas from the pocket <laughs> down at Moorabbin. He said that is CGI. That did not happen. <laughs> Well, I used to, I, I didn't, I just did the thing and then, you know, I did all the interviews and they put it all together. So I didn't have a uh, journalistic license. I didn't have any control over anything like that. That was them. Um, you know, I, I, I used to have Stephen Milne, who I think was, a, you know, one of the all-time yep. great little small <clears throat> forwards. I used to always challenge him, say, mate, I can kick it either foot. You can only kick it right foot. I used to tell him all the time I can kick it better than what he could. So. I still love it, mate. I still love kicking the footy. Um, left foot bananas, right foot. You don't. If I, <laughs> Over 25 metres, mate, I'm pretty accurate. But after that, the hamstring twinges. <laughs> no, I saw the look of surprise on your face. It, yeah. it went through, no doubt, but it, you, know, you look like you're a bit shocked. But anyway, we'll <laughs> thanks yeah, for having I a chat it. with us, mate. It's awesome. Good on you guys. Thanks very much. See you, Shane. The great Shane Warne, his brother Jason was a bit flat too in that scene. That's what I mean. He, he yeah. couldn't believe it either. But yeah. uh, Well, I think the thing out of the whole thing uh, with Shane Warne is, and, it, and it's really interesting because, you know, all the mindfulness people practice today, they talk, do you know what they talk about? Being in the moment, living in the present. I reckon Shane Warne's lived his whole life like that. Hasn't cared too much what's going to happen next week, next month, next year. He just lives in the moment. And and that's what you took out of it. He, he is, and he mentioned it a little moment ago when he said, I really haven't changed. This is who I am. That's what you take out of it. He grew up from pretty humble beginnings, yep. and he's and he is still that same person. Now, is, is he perfect? No. Has he upset people along the way? Plenty. The thing I love, too, if you're a cricket fan or a Shane Warne fan, you'll enjoy this film. If you want to go in and see him talk about the difficult issues, which he does, the diuretic, mm. the issues with Simone, and we know those that played out, the Salam Malik betting controversy, mm-hmm. all of that is in the documentary. He doesn't shy away from it. So no. It is well worth a watch. It's called Shane. It's a Madman production. It is screening exclusively on Amazon Prime as of tomorrow.